Hey, what's going on, you guys? Um, I'm freaking excited. I want to start off the podcast by saying I hit 2,000 listens. I shared it on Facebook and stuff, and thank you guys for listening. Like, for real, like, I get so excited. Like, that's not, I don't know, 2,000 isn't shit. Like, other episodes, you know, real podcasts get a lot more, but it is what it is, man. And, and it means a lot to me, and I can't believe I even got that many listens. I can't believe I'm on episode 20. This is 20 episodes, and what do I have a total of? This will be, like, 23, because I have a part four with two parts. Yeah, episode four is two parts, and then I got the two MMA podcasts. Uh, Want to get back to the MMA podcast? I really do. Um, I just, I just don't have the time. I got back to work now, and I'm trying to uh, just concentrate on me, concentrate on getting back to work, and not being sore, being on my feet all day. I'm not used to being on my feet, and uh, it hasn't been that bad. The first few days of work, looking down, really. Uh, fucked with my neck, like looking down, I just have to look up every once in a while, stretch out, keep moving, ibuprofen, uh, but they still got me working on flood planks, and I'm just doing light stuff, it's pretty easy, um, yeah, so that's my neck, I guess my neck update, and what I've been doing at work, um, but it is good to be back, they got me on eight hour days, and... I don't know. Uh, work is work. Um, I don't necessarily like being there. I don't know if I, if that's the setting I want to do for the rest of my life. But it is what it is for now, and it pays the bills and child support and whatever. And I'm so far behind and all that shit. It doesn't even matter right now, anyway. <laughs> so, uh, what was I going to talk about? Uh, I have some fan questions and stuff. People were wondering. They want me to tell more, like about my military career. Uh, just kind of break it down a little more. In detail, I think I break it up into stories and I talk about it every once in a while. But uh, we'll take it. I'll take you guys from the beginning and we'll kind of rush through it a little though. We'll, we'll just we'll go from basic training until or maybe why I joined into basic training and then even more into that. But but one thing I want to touch on first is I went to the gym yesterday um, through Map Fitness. Yes, one of the best gyms ever, Map Fitness. I'm not gonna talk about them. I talk about them all the time. But if you're in Grand Forks, you guys come out and check out Map Fitness. Especially hit me up. I'll meet you there. And I will show you some self-defense stuff, some ground stuff. Or I'll just give you a tour of the gym. Whatever. Don't be afraid. Ask me. I'm serious. I love to do things like that. Uh, maybe I've never met you before and you're just a fan of my podcast and you want to meet me. Bam. Who cares? You know what I mean? Let's do it. So back in the gym yesterday, uh, Mon Andre and uh, AJ were up in there. And the dog's going to freak out here in a second. got to pause you guys. All right. Sorry, you guys. I had to let the dog out. Robin's home. And... Bailey's all excited to see her. She, Bailey's laying in here just like, now that I'm back to work, she doesn't see me all day and she freaks out when I get home and she just wants, she grabs her toy and she wants to play and she wants to go outside and do everything and that's what we're going to do after this. But I told her we need a podcast out. So that dog loves this shit out of me and Robin and stuff. And when we're not here, I guess she just whines all day and she's sad. And, you know, and I've been off of work and that's tough on a dog to, you know, I was here every day, all day. All, and I had all this time to play with her when I was disabled and, now I'm back to work, and now I'm up moving, and I, she's going to have to wait. She's going to have to wait for me to come home and play with her. The kids don't really play with her that much. Um, and they take her out and do other things, but they don't play with her. Not like I do. Uh, but no, so I got back in the gym. Uh, me and Rob went to MAP last night. Uh, Dre, Mana, AJ, those were the three guys we, that were there. Wow, that came out dumb. Uh, AJ, Mana, and Dre were there. So... Uh, I had intended to maybe show a little bit of technique and drill a little bit or maybe roll a little bit, but fuck, are you serious? Like, I would ever do that, right? So I just grabbed Dre, man, and we started rolling. And my neck, it, 
it wasn't crazy. Dre is so chill, and I love Dre because he just he's he loves technique and he just loves the role and he doesn't use a lot of power. And he's I, I like Dre. He's funny. He's funky, and he's just, he's not he's not gonna overly smash and be a boring role. And that's okay if that's all your that's your game. Do it. But Dre's awesome, and uh, just rolling with him. We even turned it up a little bit, and I was trying to show him a defense to getting out of a head and arm choke, and he I'm like, well, put me in it, and he grabbed me around my neck, and I'm like, stop. Let me go. Like it was. It did. I didn't hurt myself or anything, but I couldn't handle it. No way. It felt like my neck was on fire for that brief second, and it felt fine. Um, me and Mono rolled, and we brought it too. Like we we didn't go ham. Like he wasn't trying to rip my head off, but he he wasn't being. We weren't being like loose either. You know what I mean? But it's just. I don't know. I don't know what it was. I told myself I was gonna get in the gym and I'm gonna roll light, and I couldn't. I really couldn't. So. Uh, it wasn't heavy. It wasn't crazy. Those guys didn't crank on my neck. If they would have grabbed me in any way, I would tap and tell them, hey, guys, let go. And uh, Mana caught me in an electric chair. That shit was cool. Like, it was, I, you guys, it's so good to be back. It's so good to be back in the gym. Uh, I, my, I don't know. It's just I'm still going to take it easy. I'm not going to roll a whole bunch. Maybe just once a week for an hour or something on Wednesdays when, when most of the guys are there or a couple times a week. But I'm going to still go in and coach and stuff like that if I can. But, um yeah, uh, Mana, we rolled. It was awesome, you guys. Thank you so much for rolling with me. I love you guys. Uh, I'm glad that I can make you guys better, for real. Uh, and you guys bring it when you roll with me, and that's, I wouldn't expect it no less. Especially fighters, man. Like, jujitsu practitioners, they can kind of take it easy and relax a little and just kind of chill and roll like that. But these guys fight. They get in a cage and they fight MMA, and you can't give a guy an inch in the cage, especially on the ground. If you're on top, you got to smash. If you're on the bottom, you got to create space. And that's what it's all about, you know. In MMA, guys are going to beat, you know, the striking's involved. It's nuts. It's crazy, guys. It's crazy. You can't relax in MMA as much as you can relax in uh, jiu-jitsu, for real. So it's good to be back in the gym. My neck today is so, my whole body's sore, even my legs, my neck. So sore. I had a steady stream of ibuprofen all day. Uh, but I feel all right. But before I dive into the uh, military stuff, I want to talk about... Um, so last, last episode I talked about marriage and I kind of went into that a little bit. But, and some guys are going to hate this that I say this, but if you and your, whoever you're with, your spouse, your girlfriend, you're dating someone, um, maybe not dating, but if you're, once you start a serious relationship with someone and they want to see your phone and you try to hand your phone to them, if there's any reason you don't want to hand that phone to that person, you're I don't know. Maybe you're being dishonest. I just thought of another reason why you might not either. I don't know. Maybe you feel like they're going to go through your your <laughs> your internet history or something and like see what kind of porn you watch or something. That'd be kind of funny or scary at the same time. But I don't know. It's I'm not. A, I tell Robin what I watch if I watch porn. So it's whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, but if you are scared that she's going to find a message from somebody or to somebody, and you're this is coming from a guy who's cheated. It's coming from a guy who has had, uh, I don't know, it's like text cheating, they call it, or something, where you just overly have a conversation with another, with a female, and you shouldn't. Even if there's not appropriate stuff, or in, if there's not inappropriate stuff, it's still, talking to another person that much could come out, come across inappropriate. You know what I'm saying? Like, I shouldn't have in-depth conversations with other girls. And you guys might agree with that, or you might not, but I feel like if you want to have a really strong relationship, because... Honestly, man, I've cheated before and it doesn't start, it doesn't just, you just don't run into someone and you're like, let's fuck, you know, it's, it's different than that. It's you actually, you start building a relationship with that other person. Uh, you start getting what that other person isn't giving you in your relationship. And as soon as you start to do that, 
like I'm saying you overly text with someone, even if it's not sexual or inappropriate, like it's, it's still inappropriate in my eyes, in my relationship. So I don't do that. You know what I'm saying? So I will text. There's other girls that text them for my sister and my mom and stuff, but I don't know. There really is no other girls that I do text now that I think about it. Um, I'll comment on stuff on Facebook and other on girls things, but that's public and that's out there already. Uh, I got nothing to hide. You know what I'm saying? So, and if that's all I'm getting at is if you're in a relationship and your boyfriend doesn't want to give you his phone or your girlfriend, they don't want to trade phones with you and, you know, or have your password or unlock password. You got to hide your phone from your spouse. You have an, you have an issue. Uh, you have a trust thing going on or you have a cheating thing going on, or maybe you just don't want them to know what kind of porn you watch. But I wanted to add that part. Like that's a big thing is like, Nowadays, in this time, with social media and all the other stuff, I think Facebook gets a lot of guys in trouble. I think a lot of that stuff, and there's internet dating and stuff. I've known married guys. I've seen married guys' phones, and I'm like, why do you have Tinder on your phone, you know, or whatever? And they're just like, oh, what do you mean? What do you mean? And it's, that's, I don't know, that's just trying to get caught. Like, you, this place is not big enough where if some single girl's on Twitter, you know, and she's scrolling through guys, and there's a married guy that she knows, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's stupid. You're going to get caught. No matter how good of a cheater you are, you would, you always get caught. It never works. So, yeah, now that's coming from a cheater, you guys. I'm not afraid, you know, I've made my mistakes, and I have, and I've learned from them, and I'm trying to grow, you know, and I always make the joke, like, I can't keep one girl happy. Like, how am I going to keep two, three? Like, it's dumb. It's stupid. But I just want to add that part to it. It's been on my mind a lot lately. Or I was kind of like, God, I wish I would have said that. So there you go. There it is. <laughs> but uh, my military career. So I was, somebody sent in a question to like, want me to go a little more into depth into my military career. Um, oh, shoot. There's another thing I want to talk about. Should I go to the military career yet? No, I'm going to keep you hanging. See how I do that? That's, I'm not even doing it on purpose. I'm not going to keep you hanging, but... I was going to mention, like, I go back to the gym, right? So my cardio is garbage, like zero. Me and Robin go for walks. Um, I run around the yard with a dog a little bit, but really I do not. In the last six, seven months, I haven't done anything cardio-wise to stay in shape. Well, I have a question that somebody asked me, like, hey, I'm just starting out. The basic, I didn't want to look up the question, but it was basically like, hey, I'm just starting out and I'm so out of shape, I don't even know where to start or where to begin. And this is exactly what I tell people, and this is what I'm doing now. I go outside, I stretch, I just kind of feeling good or whatever. Don't go and eat a bunch of shit and then go do this because you are going to throw up. But I just take off running as fast as I can. I mean, it might not even be like a dead sprint, but I am running hard. And I do it until I can't do it anymore. So whether I can take three steps and I throw up, clean myself off or whatever it is, and then catch my breath, get my shit about me, and then just take off and do it again. So, like, let's say I run, I'm, I take off, and I run, you know, 30 yards. Whew, I stop, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm out of shape. I can't even run that far. My heart's pounding, I just, and I wait. I'll just walk. I start walking until I catch my breath, and I feel like I can do it again. And I just keep doing that until I run out of energy or however I'm bored. I don't know. I just do that to get back into shape. And I can't even run. Like, my knees are so shot from pounding the pavement and military and stuff. Like, if I try to take off on a nice jog right now, I can't, my knees, within about a half a mile, my knees are on fire and they're aching. It's a weird feeling. And then as soon as I stop running, it goes away. I don't have knee pain that much. Like I'll feel, feel a little achy some days at work, but really I don't. But I don't know if it's just pounding the pavement, wearing gear. Military was really, really big on, you know, we always ran for PT. Always. 5Ks, nonstop, all the time. Huck, <clears throat> you know, blah, uh, ruck marches and stuff and like pre-deployment trainings. Things like that, man. Like, we were pounding the pavement all the time, pounding the dirt. 
you know, even in Iraq, was like dismounted, and we'd we'd hike miles and miles across fucking orchards and farmland looking for weapons caches. That that was my main job in Iraq. And yeah, I don't know, man. It was just my knees are shot. That's all I'm getting at. Well, when I do this sprint, and I run this, when I do the sprint thing, where I sprint, catch my breath, sprint, catch my breath, or I like to do it. Used to do a thing if I'm running on a road with telephone poles, I go from one telephone pole to the next with a sprint. And then walk one to the next, and then a jog, and then a sprint. So sprint, or you could probably start off jogging, sprint one, walk one, you know, to every telephone pole. And sometimes they're 100 meters apart, sometimes they're not. Um, I think your standard telephone poles are 100 meters apart, and that's like Air Force training that taught me that in, uh, I think I knew that before, but maybe I didn't care. Um, in like security forces school, they teach us like range determination and stuff, and like Minot, we're out in the Mike Ortiz, my buddy Mike, trying to give me a call. He wants to go fishing for sure. It's my fishing buddy Mike. I don't even know if you listen to my podcast, you jerk, but it doesn't matter. Uh, my phone was ringing. That's what I was getting at. Um, what? Oh, Jesus. See what happens? Then I get distracted. Well, when I do these sprints, I didn't get distracted. I'm back. When I do these sprints, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt my knees. Seriously, like my knees don't seem to ache afterwards, they don't seem to know I'm doing it, it's just like a normal, like a slow pace, or just a normal jog, like they start to hurt, it's weird, so when I do runs, I gotta kind of pick up the pace, and slow down, and pick up the pace, and stuff, and, and, but I'm so out of shape right now, like I said, all I'm doing, and, you know, for the person that asked that question, like, just get out, take off, and run, and, dude, my computer's acting really weird and slow right now, see, I let the kids use my computer, and this is the kind of shit I get, I hope it's recording all right, <laughs> but, um, or the gym, like some people are like, I feel fat and I don't want to be in the gym around all these buff dudes that map, there's guys in there that are just fucking jacked, you know, and they don't go and they work out without their shirts on and shit. Like it's intimidating. I get it. But if you're a fat guy and you're in the gym, you shouldn't, none of us are looking at you like you're a fat guy. I'm looking at you like that dude is right where he should be. And I don't think you could think that's insulting or not, but if you're in the gym and you're fat, you are where you need to be. <laughs> so I don't know what you're worried about because if you know, Get out and run, ride a bike, just go do something, and don't be scared of the gym, for real. We all get out of shape, and it happens. I'm just lucky that I don't get fat. I won the DNA lottery, and I actually am like 20 pounds underweight right now. I was rolling with Mono last night. He's like on top of me, and he was like, I feel like I could just like make you disappear by grabbing you or whatever. Like I'm just, he's like, you lose weight? I'm like, yeah, bro, yeah. I'm like, depression is one hell of a diet. <laughs> but I'm just playing about that. I mean, I'm not. Like, I know why I've been sad. I know why I was down the last six months. My neck injury, you know, I just, duh. And now I'm actually feeling way better, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited about life, and I got that spark back. I'm just out of shape. But if you're out of shape, you need to be in the gym. If you're out of shape, you need to get on the road and just take off running or power walking. Let's say you're so overweight or so out of shape that you can't even run. Like, I can't even run, Dave. Like, well, start walking as fast as you can lube up them thighs man i'm serious i don't know i don't you just got to get out and do it you're not going to get in shape or get that body by sitting there going i'll start on monday or i'll start this whenever just do it for real so with that being said i think i said everything i wanted to say before the military story we're gonna end it with the military story because it should be quite pretty long so uh in high school i didn't really care about school i hated school i hated sitting there i couldn't sit through classes i couldn't wait to get out i doodled on everything did i have add adhd i don't know man i've taken adderall and it makes it worse so i don't know what to tell you (laughs) but uh 
I hated sitting through school. It was the worst. Uh, we had to read books for English. I didn't read a single book in high school. I didn't do any of my readings I was ever supposed to do. I never did any of them. I hope some of my old teachers are listening. Never read a thing, ever. Like, breeze through it. Or be a step ahead, like, while the teacher is pulling questions out of the, the reading, you're just, like, staying right ahead of her and trying to be like, if she asks you, you can see a word and throw it out real quick, you know? Like, I eked through high school so bad. Like, I did the DECA program my senior year where I only went to school for half the day and the first half of the morning I was working at the lumber yard. Loved it. Like my senior year was great. I had an English class, a history class, and a math. Did I even have a math class my senior year? I don't know. I'm telling you, like I just hated school so much. So with that being said, I'm like, I'm not going to go to college. Like, am I going to have to go there and try? Which I actually find out you don't have to really try that hard at college either. If you mean unless you're going for something like really important, like doctorate shit, nurses and stuff have to memorize and know a lot of things. Don't get me wrong, but a lot of the general classes is what I was getting. Okay, that makes more sense to you guys. I don't want to offend anybody, trigger anybody, but your general classes in college, you can kind of breeze through, I think. And I didn't really take too many of them, but I just the vibe I get or from here from other people, whatever, it doesn't matter. And I'm sure it depends on what school you go to. God, I digress. Listen to me. <laughs> Hated school. I didn't think college would be great. And I don't know if I was just a sucker or what, but I, uh, I talked to an army recruiter first. And this motherfucker would call me at like 7 in the morning. And on, during the summer, you know, between my junior and senior year, I'm guessing is when it was. I don't quite remember. It's summertime. I'm trying to sleep in, dude. Or he'll call me on a Saturday and wake me up. Like, the army recruiter was ridiculous. He didn't tell me anything good about the army. He just sat there and he knew I was also, he knew I was interested in the Air Force. And all he did was badmouth the Air Force the whole time. He didn't give me anything good about the Army or whatever. So I met with Sergeant Lindsay, I think it was my recruiter's name, believe it or not. I just remember that. He sat down with me and he told me all the good things about the Air Force had to offer. I told him I wanted to be a cop and he thought I was crazy. My recruiter actually tried to talk me out of being security forces because. I know, I, I know now why he did it, because security forces sucks, right? Like, it's tough, man. It's like it's, it's like its own branch of the military within the Air Force. Like, all the other jobs are just so different. Like, we are the grunts of the Air Force, and we're like the, we're like the infantry of the Air Force. Yet, we're not the infantry of the Army. I'm not going to compare us to those. Besides for maybe PJs, we're all pogues, you know what I'm saying? The whole Air Force is pogues, probably, to most Army people. Pogue means... Personnel other than, other than grunt. So my brother's going to listen to this and he's going to be like, Dave, don't fucking start talking about the military. My brother, he's in, he's in the National Guard and like he's, he's balls deep and all that shit still. Like I dropped, like when I got out of the military, I brain dumped a lot of it. And I just, and talking about a lot of this on the podcast brings it up and reminds me of a lot of things. But I just kind of just, the military life in, in its own. And we'll get into that in a minute. So I joined the Air Force and... They wanted to send me out June 6th, right, you know, and I graduated in May. I had like two weeks to have a summer, a life, and we, you know, we'd go out drinking and doing all the shit kids would do, and, you know, especially new graduates in small towns, South Dakota, the cops would chase us around, we had fun, and actually got an underage drinking right before. See, I just remember the great parts, right? I got an underage drinking from like one of the senior parties, and yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to go into that. 
but I got well, I kind of I got a deal because I told the judge I was going into the Air Force in two weeks, and like just they we worked out a deal. I just paid a fine, and they didn't take my license and stuff, which wouldn't even matter anyway because I wasn't driving anywhere in the next whatever. But I guess I needed to have a physical driver's license when I joined, or something. Anyway, <laughs> so June sixth, I fly out to San Antonio, Texas, to go to basic training, and I've never, I haven't, I've Iowa. Oklahoma. I don't know. I think I've traveled very far until this point. Like we always go up to Minnesota, go to Fargo, go to Sioux Falls a lot. Like I didn't travel much as a kid. Rapid City was a hike too. We get out to Rapid, but other than that, man, I've never really. I never seen the ocean yet. I hadn't. I was just so green to life. It was crazy. And basic training. I'm just gonna sum up Air Force basic training as wrestling. A wrestling season was harder mentally and all that. It's just more of a culture shock. You get there, and it's just, it's not your life anymore. It is completely different, and if you're living that kind of life before you get to basic training, <laughs> you're crazy. So, you had to fold our underwear into three-inch squares, our t-shirt into six-inch squares. Uh, everything had to be, we had nail clippers to cut off any strings on your uniforms that were hanging in your, uh, your locker. Uh, and it's just crazy. <laughs> it's, it's just attention to detail. They're just driving and attention to detail. PT was easy for me. I was one of the better guys at PT. I came from wrestling. Like I said, wrestling was wrestling made basic training a joke when it came to the PT part of it. <clears throat> Mentally, there was some mental fuckery going on, a lot of it. Uh, surrounded by black people, Mexican people, Puerto Ricans. And I don't know if I want to tell the story on here. Nah, fuck it. Who cares, right? So... I'm in basic training, and there's two black guys calling each other, fuck me, the N-word with the A on the end. See, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to start a, okay, fuck it. <laughs> anyway, well, I asked them why they, why, they, why they say that to each other. I thought they didn't like it, and then I said the word, and I didn't say it with an A on the end. I said it with the E-R. And, whoa, they're like, whoa, 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 dude, stop, stop, stop. And they're looking at me, and they're like, you don't know, do you? And I'm like, I have no idea. I'm like, I'm just curious. And they, like, straightened it out. You know, they were saying, they say nigga because that's their friend or whatever, right? I said it, motherfuckers. I don't care. It's, I'm not calling anybody. It. It's, I don't give a shit. So, you know, they explained that that's their buddy, that's their friend, you know, and that's, like, whatever. And I get it. I got it from there on out. You know what I mean? I don't say that word uh, in a derogatory way. I hate saying it. I don't ever, you know. So I grew up hearing it a lot, and I grew up in a racist, now nah, I want to say racist place, but just an ignorant place. And I've talked about it before, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, I said it on my podcast. I don't care. So, uh, blah, 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 blah. Where are we at here? So, basic training, like, was pretty easy. Um, the longer you're in it, the better it gets. Like, we went to Hell Week, or Hell Week. I don't even know if we don't fuck. I just called it Hell Week. That is so dumb. Field training <laughs> was week five, and you got to go out and stay in tents and dig holes and fucking do those fun games, like war games and all that weird stuff. And it was just, it was pretty lame. Uh, now that I think about it, I, I, I loved it at the time. It was pretty fun, but, uh, I called out fucking Jesus, dude. That's ridiculous. Airman, uh, you got an airman coin at the end of it. And then you had week six with your graduation week and you had to wear your blues, your service dress uniforms and do everything in that and march around and all that. Uh, PT was the same, went to the child the same, ate as fast as he could. Uh, and then, uh, basic training and my dad and Wanda, uh, my sisters, Carrie and Teresa and Annie, uh, and they brought Kristen, my first ex-wife, who was my high school sweetheart. They drove down in this really pile of shit uh, Winnebago van thing they got. And I don't know how the hell it made it from Millbank to San Antonio, Texas. 
But I guess it did, and they did it, and they came to my graduation, and it means the world to me that they came to that. Like, that's crazy that they did that, to come see me, and it was great. So, shit makes me emotional, you guys. It's crazy. Talking about old shit that I ain't talked about in so long. People want to know. But, so after basic training, I go to AIT, which is, that's Army term, we call it, Army term, AIT. We call it uh, tech school or technical school. And I wasn't going to be a cop. So I was, I got to stay in San Antonio at Lackland Air Force Base. Uh, a lot of the guys, a few guys I was in basic training with got to go with. They were security forces as well. But we all got broken up at that point. So all the bonds and everything we made for that six weeks of basic training were pretty much gone unless that person followed you on to tech school. And then if they didn't go to the same base with you, then it was pretty much broken again. And, uh, which is whatever. That's the one big thing the military kind of taught me is like breaking ties with friends. And, you know, it sucks sometimes, but. They're going to go off and live their life. You go off and live yours. It's all you can really do. I've, I've met some really good people when I was in the military. Um, a lot of different best friends that I had at times. And, you know, they moved on with their lives, you know. And it is what it is. But tech school, we go there. Um, I don't remember. I think it was like 14 weeks. But when you got there, you got a student's awaiting training flight. And you had to go do details all day and dink around or whatever. But you had a lot more freedom. Uh, you got to go off base. Uh, not really. You don't get to go off base right away. Sorry. Uh, you're stuck there. And I hope this isn't, this is probably too in deep, too detailed or whatever, but I went to, I'm going to just, I'm going to, let's, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's, let me break it down a little bit for you guys and not breeze through it. And then I'm, I just won't be able to go. I'm going to tell you guys about tech school and then we'll call it the end of the episode. So, so I'm not boring anybody. I really hope I'm not. So I go to tech school. I stay at Lackland Air Force Base in Tan Antonio, Tan Antonio. <laughs> and we, uh, it took me a few weeks before I got to actually start training. So we would just do details and clean the dorms and sweep and whatever details they'd have us do. And I actually gained a bunch of weight. I was up to like 165 pounds because PT in the mornings for sat flight was pretty weak. And we just, yeah, we weren't doing anything. And we would like do our details and go sneak off to our dorm rooms and hide under our beds and stuff. I was under my bed during a room inspection before where, the military training leaders came in. They were like E5s, E6s and stuff. And they came in and did a room inspection. And I was sleeping under my bed. It's ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, so I get started in training. Um, it's just... I think the beginning part of the training was security training. So we did a lot of... Um, it like It's almost like ground, like ground combat school type training. Uh, I don't know. It was just... I don't even fucking remember most of it. Like I said, you brain dump it and you get to the next base and then they retrain you anyway. But you mean handcuffing and searching people, um, how to do... The, the, the security was so outdated. Like we were walking from wingtip to wingtip and the old, old military guys are going to listen to this or old Air Force guys especially and be like, bro, I remember. Like <laughs> Lyle, Lyle Branstrom, I bet I could ask him. He would tell me, you know, all these crazy stories about when security, before they all had vehicles and before technology and stuff. And uh, they seriously, guys used to walk. Each airman would be assigned, two airmen actually would be assigned one aircraft, and they just walk wingtip to wingtip for the whole shift, you know. And I'm sure they get relieved to go eat chow uh, or they switch out or whatever they did, but that's insane, man. That's why I got to have that guy on my podcast. I'm, Lyle, I know you listen, buddy. I love you. Uh, I'm going to have you on my next, not my next podcast, sorry, on, on one of my podcasts. We'll get it figured out. Don't worry about it. You'll be on. And I... I've been holding off on having a lot of guests because I just want to get better at it. I just want to be really good at it before I sit down with people and talk to them. It makes, it's crazy, man, you guys. I'm, a, I'm, not a, I'm not a perfectionist whatsoever, but I, when I do things, 
I want to give it my all and I want to try my best. And that's what I'm doing with this podcast. So thank you guys for sticking here with me. I'm talking like I'm crazy right now. And I love it. That's what I do, you guys. This is me, man. Life is my drug. And people think I'm on speed or some shit, man. I swear people got to think that I'm crazy sometimes. But I am. I am, you guys. You know, you don't know what goes on in this crazy head of mine. But I just want to get it out and talk about it. So. So we got to do all that. And then the second half was like more law enforcement type training, which is cool. We got to drive patrol cars and pull people over and all that. And we didn't even do that much of it, really. Uh, then we get, you know, ground combat training stuff, digging DFPs and land nav. And I don't know, it was just a lot of shit in a short amount of time. And um, we would march around as a flight, as a security forces flight, all cops. We'd march around, uh, jog around in formation together. Uh, it was pretty pretty interesting it wasn't hard at all I, I don't you know anybody could do that really but <laughs> not anybody I suppose but no it wasn't it wasn't that bad of training compared to like Navy SEALs and Army Rangers and shit like that not even close I'm not even trying to compare it to even close like the Air Force was it was easy it was easy stuff well I believe that I chose Minot uh, I put Minot and Grand Forks on my actual dream sheet and your dream sheet is the bases you want to go to and some there was somewhere in base, somewhere in tech school, we all got pulled into the admin's office, and they we got to fill out our dream sheet of where we wanted to go. And I was a homebody, man. I missed everybody's missing home. They sent you there. You haven't been home yet. Yeah, your parents and stuff came and visited you, but you're homesick. So there are there were people that would put bases far away from home. They didn't want to go anywhere near their home for whatever damaging reasons. I'm sure. But I was a homebody, and I missed South Dakota. I missed my dad. I missed you know Wanda. Believe it or not, and I missed everybody. My family, I, and so I wrote down Minot, Grand Forks, Offutt Air Force Base in Nebraska, uh, all these bases nearest I can get to getting to home, and if you put fucking Minot on your dream sheet, you will get Minot, and that's what I got, and <clears throat> I flew home, and got back to uh, Millbank, and I got to spend a couple weeks there with Dad and Wanda and everybody and just hang out and drive the old high school car around, and I thought I was way cooler than everybody else because I've been through, I've been in the Air Force now, you guys, like, I'm a badass, you know, and so cocky, it was ridiculous, <laughs> but uh, then, I, you know, I spent the two weeks of leave in Millbank just getting, hanging out with everybody, and I got, um, Wanda gave me a ride to Minot, we packed up the van with all my stuff. And she drove me up to mine on. It was me and her. We got to eat at Red Lobster. And she loved to go to Red Lobster when it was one-on-one with a kid. And my stepmom was a total bitch to me growing up. You know what I mean? And I don't mean to take anything away from her or whatever. She has passed away or whatever. But she wasn't nice to us. And I'm, you know, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you guys. I'm going to try to keep things really real. But the older I get, the more I look at it. And I'm like, man, I was probably a little asshole as a kid. And I probably deserve to get yelled at a lot. And I get it. I've been mixing up families now for how long? with all these relationships and stuff, and me and Robin are mixing up, you know, families, and it's not easy. If you guys know about broken homes or whatever you want to call them, mixed families, like, it really is not easy, and I really try my hardest to not show favoritism toward my children, but you naturally do, and this is how it works, and other people's kids annoy me more than my own, and it's weird, man, and... But I know, I think me and Robin do a really good job of juggling these families, and... And, I'm, and it's it's been good. And the, when you don't have that stressor of like another person's kids bothering you or something, uh, you can work on each other. You can work on the relationship. And I think it drives a lot of wedges in a lot of relationships uh, if if those things happen. Like somebody's really one-sided or whatever. Well, 
man, I went down a weird road here, but it's all good. So Wanda, my stepmother, she has passed away in 09. You know, she had some really bad health issues and stuff. And that was another reason I think I wanted to stay close to home too. And I don't really tell, tell that one that much is like, you know, my dad was struggling with all that. Everybody was struggling with Wanda's health, you know, and I just want to stay close to home. But, oh dear God. So I get to Minot and Wanda drops me off there and I'm just signed into my new unit. You know, everybody was pretty cool. They can be assholes and you're a brand new airman. The other airmen are worse than the NCOs. Like you got to deal with the hazing and all that shit. And did I already tell the Danny hazing story? My sister's husband, Danny who I told him I'd do an Iron, not an Ironman with, right? Triathlon. I'll do it like a half triathlon with him or something I said, and he's just, he's like, deal, name the race, and he does like Ironmans and stuff, and he's out of control, in shape, and he's a beast. And I'm just like, dude, I can't even take off sprinting right now, so let's hold off on that. But I'm going to get there, Danny, and I'm going to, me and you are going to do a triathlon or something someday. I, I'm going to do one. My knees are going to fucking explode, but I'm going to do one. But... Yeah, I got to Minot, and I did five years there, and then I wanted to go K-9, and Minot was weird about it. Uh, everybody was like, oh, you're going to go in K-9 to get out of the missile field, and you're doing this to get out of the missile field, and I was like, fine, so I volunteered to go to Grand Forks from Minot to Grand Forks. Told you guys, I was a homebody, but I got to get to Grand Forks, and I got to travel the world, and I got to see a lot of really cool places and a lot of crazy stuff, you know, and I just... Some of it messes with my head, some of it doesn't, you know, and I like to tell people, I think about it, like when you, especially deployed to Iraq, I was in Baghdad, and it's just the matrix, man, and we didn't have it bad, and I, and I try not to compare myself to other people, like I said on the last podcast, but we didn't have it bad compared to other people, like I had friends and I knew Marines that were in fucking Fallujah type shit, like, I didn't have it bad. Um, there was still some shit going on over there, but it wasn't, it wasn't like some dudes had to put up with, but... Uh, I'm definitely going to have on some military buddies. I mean, we're going to sit down and tell some more military stories. So if you guys like this podcast, let me know. Um, I got into detail there a little bit. So that's good, though. Hopefully you guys like detail or maybe I'm bad at telling. I don't think I'm bad at telling stories. I think I'm good at it. That's why I like to do it. Um, but maybe I went all over. I jump all over the place sometimes. And I just I'm just going to keep doing this until I get better, until I can stand, you know, stand track. The only way I'm going to get good, good at podcasting is if I do it and take it serious. And when I hit 2,000 listens, you guys, it's meant the world to me. You guys have no idea. I, some, I felt, at first, I'm like, I've got to be crazy. I'm talking, and I want people to listen to me. But that's how I am, and that's who I am. I want to make noise. I want to be recognized, and some people are the opposite. But that's not me, man. So, Funny Welder on Instagram. Uh, the, it's Dave's podcast on Facebook. And I'm Funny Welder on Twitter. I don't even use Twitter anymore. Twitter's only good for famous people. Like if you're famous and you have a lot of a big following, you can do you can do fa- you can do Twitter, but with a weak following, it doesn't really do much. Twitter's neat cuz you can kind of pick and piece pick out like news from the day or trending now. You can kind of see what what's going on in social media on Twitter, but still addicted to Facebook. I've gotten off it a little bit more than normal, but I'm still balls deep in Facebook all the time. A lot of political shit. Uh, I just found a guy today as John Miller, right? I've got to think of his name here. So dumb. Is it John Miller? He's a black dude, and he does these, uh, he's on CRTV or whatever, and I never, I don't know how I haven't seen him before, but somebody shared a video of his, it was called Hate Mail, and he goes through, like, social media, and he picks out all the hate people send to him, and then he, like, defends himself, or makes fun of the person for spelling words wrong, and people call him an Uncle Tom because he's black, and he just talks real, and I respect that. I don't even agree with everything he says, man, but... I, he's being real and that's okay and he doesn't I didn't he doesn't use his race 
Uh, he doesn't ever talk about I'm, you know, this way because of black and this way because you're white or this way because I'm black. He doesn't talk. He just, you know, it's it is what it is, <laughs> you know. And he's even like, I was raised in a great family. I got both my parents and. And I don't know, man. I like him. I do. I like him. I like, there's a lot of guys. Ben Shapiro, I do like him too. He gets weird sometimes. The more, and I'm just being, sometimes I'm being pushed left a lot lately and it's weird. And I'm still right. I'm still hard. I'm not hardcore right at all. I'm not hardcore anything. I, but I still got a lot of right in me. Um, but I have been pushing left and left more, more and more. Um, hopefully I'll get pushed too far left and then I'll be crazy. But love you guys. Thank you for listening. For real. Let's get a thousand more. I can't thank you guys enough. Uh, I got some guests coming on and I'm just thrilled about it. So you guys have a good night.